0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. My name is Amber, and today I have a very special episode for you. One of my clients that has been in the coaching program for the last six months decided to come on and share a little bit about what her experience in dating has been. And we covered a lot of topics that I think will really relate to the listeners' of this podcast. So we spoke about how she finally decided to prioritize dating in her 30s and how she went from thinking that it was ridiculous for somebody to want her and that men only care about looks to now believing that she is sexy, interesting, and desirable. We spoke about flirting, about dropping the caregiving role in dating, about having more fun and not taking rejection so personally, so there's so much good stuff that's coming up in this episode, and I can't wait for you to listen. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, and the link for that is going to be in the show notes. If you want to create your own transformation in dating and confidence and as she says later in this episode, feel like a butterfly that hatched from the cocoon in dating, then you'll also find the link to learn more about the coaching program and now you can apply for the early bird spot. So the early bird also includes several bonuses. Um, It includes an additional one-on-one coaching session with me, a mystery package with really fun items in it, and also the Solution to Dating Anxiety audio program. So if you want to secure your spot and access those bonuses, then you can apply to the coaching program today. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and to share about your dating experience because each person that comes on the podcast always has such a diverse background with their dating and what their lessons were and what they were experiencing. So I know that there's just a huge group of women that will relate to what you're going to share with us today. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be on.
0: Yeah. So let's start with your dating history and to the point where we first met. So we met about six months ago when we had our initial consult. And where were you at at that point and what led you to that point?
1: Yeah. um, Up to that point, I had been really struggling with dating most of my adult life. I had not prioritized it and um, kind of told myself that, you know, I'd, I'd get to that kind of th- that thing eventually. And then I got into my 30s. I was like, oh, I, that thing that you said it wasn't that important is kind of more important than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And um, but I was like stuck. I just I felt a lot of anxiety and I didn't know how to put myself out there. And I had just all this like just kind of fear. And it may, it was like felt like this giant weight on my. Um, And so, you know, of course, start during the pandemic times, but I was like, I'm going to try to figure out how to put myself out there. And, um, and then I I was like, obviously, like, let's look to see if there's a podcast available to help me in this situation. And I found your podcast and it just resonated so powerfully with me because you speak so much about working on yourself and like, you know, how you, how you help yourself to then reflect and make change. And that's something I have really resonated with. So, um, I had been listening to your podcast, um, but still couldn't like, like pull the trigger on, you know, like getting on the dating apps and like putting myself out there. And so that's when you finally started talking about doing coaching. I was like, you know, this is a sign I need, I need a little extra help. And uh, so that's where we met up. And it was, I knew it
0: was the right fit as soon as we started talking. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad. (laughs) 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 Well, let's just look a little bit at your consult just to see some of the themes that were coming up. Um, You shared that you wanted to feel more confident in dating and to enjoy it more. And to feel a sense of progression because you said you feel like you usually stop yourself before you get started, um, both with putting yourself out there and then also with allowing things to progress with people. Um, And then the main challenges that were coming up for you were mainly related to self-esteem. So feeling confident in who you are and what you bring to dating connections and um, that you're an amazing, awesome person. We'll talk more about that (laughs) in a bit. And, um, yeah, so those were kind of the themes of just feeling confident and being able to put yourself out there. And I think you shared also, you worried that if you didn't have the commitment of the program or that accountability that you would just kind of maybe put your toe out there and then go right back in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fall into comfortable old patterns. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever feel that urge once we started working
1: together? Um, I shouldn't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, because what besides just working with you, we also have had the um, group sessions Mm -hmm. and working with all those ladies together just was so powerful and like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Like, it's okay that you feel this way. And it just really kind of gave me this little boost to just, okay, you can do this. And it was it was a lot of anxiety at the beginning, but it's definitely, I've definitely grown beyond that. So that's really nice.
0: Yeah. um, That's actually one thing that I was just talking about recently with the group sessions. It's kind of like we have this long-term goal and then we're like, okay, I'm going to go this way. And then there's like, Oh, a butterfly. And we start going that way. And then the group sessions like, Hey, (laughs) over here. (laughs) So it just kind of gives you that little, shift to come back to what's important, what you're wanting to prioritize. And it's funny that all of this is coming up because just last week that episode was about prioritizing dating and not waiting till it's urgent and all of that. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about that self-esteem that was um, really important for you. One of the things that you shared in one of our first sessions, which was a really like I can feel the heaviness of this thought it was, it's ridiculous for someone to want me. Yeah. And tied with that was also, there were some beliefs around men being kind of simple, only caring about appearance, that kind of thing. So how did that belief show up for you in dating?
1: I mean, it was like a big, it was a big block, to be honest, for me. Um, it, kept me from putting myself out there and like a fear of rejection and just a fear of not getting what I wanted. And just, um, you know, it was like easier to avoid than to confront those feelings. But at the same time, it was like I was trying to confront those feelings in other ways without um, like actually directly working on them, I realize now. And um, so, yeah, it really was a hindrance for a lot of my life or my adult life.
0: Yeah. And so one of the mantras that we came up with for you (laughs) was I'm sexy, interesting, and desirable. So it's one thing to have a mantra or just a thing you say to yourself, but you don't really believe. But how did you start to actually believe that? Yeah. I feel like now you really. (laughs) I'm, like, spreading the gospel
1: of sexy, interesting, and desirable, and I'm telling all of my, girl, my single friends to start internalizing that mantra because it has worked so well for me. Um, but really what helped me, like, you helped me click with this was those words, You, ha- how do you define those words for yourself? you know, like for, like when we first were talking about like the word sexy, you know, in like the first thing that would pop into my head is like, you know, some slinky Instagram model with, you know, all oiled up looking incredible. And then you, you turned it around and you're like, like sexy is like, do you feel sexual attraction? And like, how, like, are you capable of, of feeling sexual attraction? And that was like really powerful for, to me. Cause it was like, yeah, I am sexy. Like I, I like I have, I exude a a, a a sexual. I have a sex. I'm a sexual being, and that makes me sexy. Um, and then the interesting and desirable part really fell into place in terms of like, I. I do like myself. I am a really cool person and people love me and I have great friends and, you know, people are engaged with me. I, you know, I've got plans this evening to meet up with people like people like me. I am interesting and I am desirable and really having that click into place of like, this is a feeling I can feel. And this is an internal experience that then emotes out of me. Um, But really, it's about how I'm internally feeling. And I realize now I was choosing to feel um, those negative thoughts about myself. And, um, you know, obviously we have so many external, you know, factors that play into, especially as women, how we feel about our bodies and, you know, how we, but really you can, you can manage that and you can work on that. Um, But it really starts from within. And so having those things click just helped me so much in terms of enjoying dating and putting myself out there and not being so afraid of rejection or how, you know, who, who is attracted to me and who is not attracted to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we create these really unfair standards for what we want to feel and what has to happen first in order for us to feel that. Like, I get to feel sexy when I look like a different human. Yes. (laughs) That's the standard. Or I get to feel desirable if everybody desires me. Yes. And so loosening some of those standards that we put on ourselves and then also kind of coming to the realization that you were describing of anything you want to feel about yourself is already available to you if you change the way that you think about it. Yes. So there's – nothing out there that's withholding that from you it's already accessible to you through the way that you think about yourself and actually that session inspired an entire workshop <laughs> <laughs> which I called magnetic dating confidence and it was um based on that so really embodying that that mantra, sexy, interesting, and desirable, amongst other things like what we believe about men and what they're looking for and all of that. Yeah. So kind of related to that and probably building on that, one thing that used to hold you back a lot was keeping everything super platonic and having some hesitancy around expressing sexual interest or romantic interest with people. And how did that start to shift once you started feeling more comfortable with who you were?
1: Yeah, w- you really helped me with like taking the the heaviness away, which just sounds so silly to talk about like flirting as being so serious. But mm-hmm. that's really how I had equated it so much in my mind. Um, and part of it was like a defensive thing in terms of like being a woman in public and you know, how you emote is how men can respond and having negative experiences with that. And so like I had shut down a lot of that. It's like, if you just act super platonic, hopefully that can avoid negative attention. But I had taken it to this extreme of like, okay, any like touching of my friends, like joking is like off. And just, I just had taken it to this extreme of, you know, just shutting down, just being flirty and fun and just having fun emoting in that way. And so, really, kind of peeling back that seriousness of you know flirting isn't doesn't mean you are trying to bed that person. it just means you're being flirty and fun that's all it means. It doesn't have to have all these other subtexts to it, and yeah. it doesn't so it's been it's been it's like lightened it's one of the things that has lightened from me of uh, this just ability to just like have fun flirting
0: yeah that's so, actually, um one of the first things that I always recommend to people is. If you feel uncomfortable flirting, just start flirting with your friends (laughs) because flirting is not, like you said, trying to bed someone. It's just being a little bit cheeky, a little bit playful, and just letting more of that energy come out. And that's something that actually enhances all of our relationships and not just the romantic ones. Yes. And so, yeah, it kind of changed into that serious mode. And I know where you get that, probably movies. (laughs) flirting and seduction in movies is always really serious it's like they meet at a bar they make eye contact they have an extremely high tension conversation and then I don't know one thing leads to another and in real life it's just fun it's just playful and letting that side out more
1: yeah it also like adds to the enjoying uh not even just dating, but like enjoying, experiencing, meeting people. And like, you know, not everything
0: has to be so serious. Yes. Yes. And so speaking about enjoying dating people and meeting people, one thing that was coming up for you as you started dating was falling into the role of caregiving on dates um, already from date one. So how did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, it was, it showed up in, especially in some of my first like video dates. Cause when I started the program, we were in like serious lockdown here in the U S in like November and December. <clears throat> and so, you know, I was just doing exclusively video dates and um, one date in particular um, last, it was a first date and it lasted two hours. And um, I was the, it was the person that I was on the date with, like immediate within like the first 10 minutes was talking about their family life and, you know, issues that were going on with that and um, just really serious, heavy stuff. And after the two hours, I was like, yeah, so I need to get going. And they were like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And and then I literally talked to you, I think, the next day. And I was like, so I don't want to date anymore. I'm done dating. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Well, hold up. What happened here? And um, it's like when you so were like, when did you know that you wanted the date And I was like, honestly, like 15 minutes in. And you're like, why didn't you end the date then? And um, that was really... Um, like eye-opening experience for me of like, oh yeah, like why didn't I end the date? Why did I just like counsel this person for two hours on their life? (laughs) And and, yeah, maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe dating is not fun when you are just counseling people. So um, that's something I've been working on, and 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 especially the like ending dates before you know, like when I'm feel when I while I'm still feeling good. Well, I, what, before I'm drained and exhausted, not that you should ever feel drained, but like with a person, you know, because you can, then you get burnt out on quote unquote dating when really you're not, you need to readjust how you're dating.
0: Right. Um, so one concept that we've spoken about on the podcast is your no muscle.
1: Mm-hmm. So Everybody
0: needs to strengthen that, getting more comfortable with saying no, ending things early, that kind of thing. And another thing that's important is our dating membrane. So sometimes it's just us and the world and everybody just gets to take what they want and there's no like filter or membrane or boundary around what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do. And so when it comes to dating, we need to have that membrane with, um, Like, for example, not falling into that role or ending a date early or not going on a second date when we really didn't love the first one just because somebody told us we always have to see things through. Yes. So all of those things, when we don't have that membrane, drain our energy so much and make dating so much less fun. Yes. If you focus on making dating fun for you primarily, you'll get much better results in dating too and if you're not primarily having fun not that you never have a bad day or a challenge um but if that's not your focus you're probably overgiving and you're not in situations that feel good to you and then you just quit dating because it's not fun yes so that never leads us to the result that we want that's why fun has to be like first and foremost yes dating. yes
1: i could not agree more yeah <laughs> figure that out through trial and error yeah <laughs>
0: And so, um, one thing that has also come up, which of course comes up with everybody is rejection in dating. So part of what we work on is our no muscle and telling other people no. And one thing that I feel like over the six months, you have fully embodied, um, a very confident approach to dating with not taking rejection very personally. So, Can you tell me a little bit more about how you think about rejection?
1: Yeah. um, A really powerful shift for me working with you was um, you spoke about like how people show up is a a reflection of them and not you. And just that statement alone really helped me shift my mindset of, um, you know what other people do—ghosting you, rejecting you, um, not—you know—not showing up to the connection the way you are—that has really nothing that or that absolutely has nothing to do with you and how you show up. That's a, that's a them, and really separating that and making that distinction has helped so much in terms of when things fizzle out or when um, someone that I you know was. Was vibing on doesn't vibe back anymore. Mm-hmm. It really helped me realize like that's okay, that's fine, that's a them thing, that's not a me thing. Let's move on, you know. And um, that's been really powerful because it, it used to be like I was just so afraid of being rejected, like as it had like it like it was like an indictment on me and who I am. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. It really does not have anything to do with me, and does not does not impact my how sexy, interesting, and desirable I am at all. So that is yes I could not I cannot preach that enough also is like don't it has nothing to what they do has nothing to do with you.
0: Yeah. And one thing that helps with that too is if we're in a mental habit of every time we say no to somebody making it because they're like a shitty person that we yeah. don't to talk to <laughs> that you're naturally going to do the flip around too where if somebody doesn't want to continue connecting with you you think, oh, now I must be the bad person who did something wrong or not good enough. Yes. So learning to also not see it as a personal thing when you say no to other people helps you not take it so personally when other people have to say no to you. Yes. And so tell me a little bit about the blue marble and how that also helps with this concept.
1: Yes. So you had a Instagram post. I don't know if you talked about it on the podcast as well, but... (laughs) um, did you? I mean, you have to, it's He's like
0: metaphors
1: <laughs> and yet they're all so good. <laughs> but you, uh, you had an Instagram post at least a, a month ago, um, talking about imagine if you had a bag of marbles and you knew that your blue marble was in the bag and you started pulling out marbles and you pulled out a yellow marble and an orange marble you wouldn't care that they weren't the right color because you knew that your blue marble was in there. And that really, and thinking about that in dating has really impacted me in such a positive way for like many reasons. Like one, like acknowledging that like, the accepting the the belief or the idea that i have a blue marble and that blue marble is out there you know like there is a person out there for me and there's you know helps with the scarcity mindset and the you know i'm never going to find anyone it's like no i know there's a blue marble out there for me but then also the idea that you know, when you're going on dates and the, you're not vibing with the person, or you know, it's you the conversations fizzle out. It's like that's okay. That's not my blue marble. It's I just move on to the next marble and try out the next marble. And you know, uh, at the last line of the Instagram post was, and we don't settle for teal. And I, Jet was just so, I just loved that little last line because it was so perfect. Because it's like, yeah, it's, there's plenty of people that you can get along with or that you can, you know, you're attracted to or that you, you're dating. And, and sometimes when like they pull away or when it's just not working out, we want to cling on harder, but just remembering, you know, there's another, there's a, there's a real blue marble out there for you. That person isn't your blue marble and it's okay that they're not your blue marble, but I've been, I've been preaching the blue marble as well. (laughs)
0: Yes. Sometimes we try to just will it blue. Yes. Feel it's like I can make it blue though. Yeah. And it you save yourself a lot of time by just continuing to pick the marbles. Yes. Yes. It's a mixed bag.
1: It is. It is. And that's, but that it can also be fun. So.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so one more question is you date both men and women and have you found that the dating advice from the podcast and what we have worked on together in our coaching has been applicable <laughs> in hard time with that word <laughs> to both um both experiences or do you feel like there are any differences
1: um you know i don't feel like there are any differences, honestly, because so much of the work is internal. It's about ourselves. And my growth has all been about me and myself and my experience and changing my mindset and letting go of old negative thoughts and building new positive ones. So really for me, that has, that has not impacted, like there hasn't been a, know oh, this is applicable to men and this is applicable to women it's been oh i have changed and and that change has helped me to to be to open up and to um, date more freely and meet more people and just enjoy the experience and so yeah i don't find a gender a gender imbalance in terms of the dating advice at all
0: for free (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners of the Women's Seating and Confidence podcast, or maybe just something to your past self before you
1: started? I would like to, I would like to tell my past self, um, I would like to show empathy towards my past self and, you know, just really be empathetic of like this journey. It was, you know, it has been um, a lot for me at sometimes, and that's okay. It's okay that I wasn't you know, perfect at dating and that I struggled and I'm so thankful that I've gotten to where I am now. And I'm so thankful I found you and the podcast and the coaching because it has just transformed me. I keep using the, I keep talking to you about like, I feel like a little butterfly that's like metamorphosed out of this cocoon, this dating cocoon. And I'm now out in the world and enjoying my time and meeting people and just having fun and feeling so much more lighthearted in my heart, like in my soul. And uh, that's all thanks to you and our work together. So I could not recommend it enough
0: and appreciate it so much. I feel like your words of empathy apply to so many people too, because I think people are really hard on themselves for not knowing the laws of the land when it comes to dating, even though nobody ever taught us anything. There was no class. (laughs) Well, the examples of flirting are James Bond and whatever lady is (laughs) thank you so much for coming on today it's been such a pleasure to work with you and please keep in touch and let me know how you're doing
1: yes absolutely thank you so much for our work together and for letting me come on to the podcast